morning and uh, welcome to another Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee. It is August 14th, 2017. I'm Tim Patterson, Trade Show Guy and host of this weekly uh, live, uh, mostly live anyway, vlog slash podcast. You can watch it live on Monday mornings at 9 Pacific on Facebook by just going to Facebook and finding Trade Show Guy blog or catch the video recording and the audio recording on uh, tradeshowguyblog.com. It's also a podcast. Uh, the audio you could... Uh, Go to iTunes and search Trade Show Guy. No doubt you'll find it there. I'm the author of uh, Trade Show Success, 14 Proven Steps to Take Your Trade Show Marketing to the Next Level and owner of Trade Show Guy Exhibits, a project management company where we work with small to medium-sized businesses to, well, try to take their trade show marketing to the next level. So I'd like to talk about business on this podcast. Uh, I, I do like to talk about business. It's not strictly events and trade shows. After all, businesses on all sides participate in trade shows of all sizes. Uh, in fact, if you're at a trade show as an exhibitor, you're either a business or a nonprofit or a government organization, so you have to adhere to business principles to make things run properly, which uh, brings us to today's guest, who is Lynn Maria Thompson. According to Lynn's LinkedIn profile, I was, I was peaking, Lynn, by the way, uh, <laughs> she, quote, focuses on book ghostwriting, book manuscript editing, and author marketing services, with a background in marketing, she helps people write books they can actually sell. Ghostwriter of three published books, author of A Professional Writer's Ladder to Success, a series of ebooks, and editor for other authors' work in all genres, highly rated speaker at writers' conferences and groups. So, Lynn, it's great to have you on the show today. Thank you for taking some time. Well, so I want to talk a little bit, in fact, when just kind of when we were in the green room here a few minutes ago, you mentioned that you were involved in the trade show world for a while. Give us like a 10-second or 30-second recap of, of that. So you have uh, some event experience, it sounds like. I'm curious to know a little bit about that. Sure, I do. Um, when I was in the corporate world, I worked in uh, in phone book recycling. There, there's a dying industry for you. Uh, but we um, we used to partner with local communities all over the southeast to recycle old phone books. So we had uh, public-facing trade shows that we would work at, so where we would try and educate people on why they should recycle their phone books and what happens to the phone books after they get recycled. And then we also attended a lot of industry events. So we went to um, waste industry and recycling industry events, and it had a corporate exhibit there that we exhibited to, to try and get those people to partner with us on the community partnerships so that we could get all the expenses for them covered. <laughs> Well, very interesting. And so I'm, I'm glad you have that background. Now you, you are uh, kind of a ghostwriter, is it what you've done, you said, for a while. And you're, you've got a new book coming out. So let's talk about the book. Uh, maybe a little bit. How did you transition it and what, what caused that transition? Well, you know, um, corporations go through downsizings. And when I got downsized twice in three months, I kind of looked around and said, I don't really want to play this anymore. I I uh, looked at other <laughs> yeah. jobs in other <laughs> yeah. companies, and there just wasn't anything that that suited me. And I thought, you know, when I looked back over my career, I said, the things that have gotten me acclaim and that, that have really been enjoyable to me have all involved writing. So why don't I try doing that? Uh, I started attending writers conferences and I started speaking at writers conferences and uh, finding that there was quite a bit of work to be had out there doing that. And so I, I started uh, editing other authors manuscripts, writing other people's books. And now I'm finally writing one of my own this year. I've had all these things of my own that I wanted to say, but I had to do work for other people. So I'm finally getting to my own stuff now. 
Well, and I have to tell you, the title is great. The Feline CEO, How Following a Cat's Lead Can Make You a Better Business Leader. Obviously, there's a story behind that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, writing work kind of fell off with the recession. And in late 2008, early 2009, things kind of started going slower. And I said, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do to make a living? So I launched an e-commerce site selling products for cats and cat lovers. I've been living with cats for about 30 years. And I had a lot of frustration and not being able to find things I wanted for my cats. The pet supply stores carry a lot of things for dogs but then they'll have one little corner over there for cats with hardly anything in it. And I wanted all kinds of things that I wasn't finding there. And yet when a cat show would come to town, they'd have all these vendors with these really cool products. So I knew they were out there. And I said, well, right. how can right. I bring these to other people? Because I know they have the same frustration. Started researching that and found that um, there was a lot of misunderstanding in the, the world out there about cats. A lot of people really don't understand them very well. So as I researched cat behavior more and started observing what my own cats were doing more, I started to realize there's a lot of wisdom behind the things they do. And some of that is applicable to business leadership. I've read a lot of business <laughs> books over the years and I, I found that a lot of the, the advice in there was little more than common sense um, and cats operate with a lot of common sense behind what they do so what I'm doing taking different cat behaviors talking about why cats do those things and then applying that to business leadership and it really is working out well well it is interesting hook to to put a, uh, a business book on there because you you know, you can read like what the Beatles did. Uh, you find blog posts how the Beatles would have been great trade to market. I think I've written that one, as a matter of fact. Uh, so you can find parallels everywhere. Uh, so, so you've, you've been a ghostwriter. You've been a, been a writer. So, what decided? Uh, what, what got to the point where you, I'm going to do this book now? Um, you know, I was at a, a Shank Mines uh, meeting back in December. And uh, as we were going around the table, because I'm a writer, as everybody would express their issue that they were facing, I would say, well, do you have a book out? And they would say, well, no. And I said, well, you really need to write a book. And so they got to me and I explained my issue and they said, um, well, do you have a book out? And I had to say, well, no, I don't. And they said, wait a minute, you're the one who's been telling us all we needed a book out. So you don't have one? So it kind of lit a fire under me to, to do that this year. So that's what I've been working on this year. And I've been interviewing CEOs and, and um, I'm still interviewing and writing the book now. So the, we're, um, I'm looking to finish the manuscript by October so it can be released early next year. And um, it's an exciting time because I'm learning a lot and getting exposed to a lot of different ideas by interviewing all these great CEOs that I'm talking to. And um, so it, it's really a fun project for me. And, and I, I will echo that because I, I needed a book. I wanted a book that I could use as basically my calling card for my business. And so I did that uh, two years ago. I was deep into it and it was published late 2015 and I still use it. I, I've, I've given away hundreds of copies of it to potential clients. It's a great calling card and, you know, some of them sell. That wasn't really my point to sell a bunch of books, but it's on Amazon and if people want to find it, they will. And I, and I do get a few sales a month, which is kind of nice. So cat behavior uh, why, why cat behavior? Let's get into that a little bit more. What are some of the things that you notice that are worth telling as a business angle? Angle. Yeah, it's it's a different perspective to look at business things. I know everybody kind of gets 
stagnant every now and then. Everybody kind of gets stuck. And uh, so I think looking at things from a different perspective can give you a, a fresh take on things and maybe move you forward when you get stuck on something. So um, cats are known for things like sleeping, for instance, um, and sleep is really important in functioning at your best. And if you're running a company or you want to run a company, you need to be functioning at your best. So your sleep habits are really important. So take a look at that. Um, things like hunting. Cats are always hunting. Even when they play, they're playing at hunting behaviors. And so um, being alert to things in the marketplace and things in your industry and uh, being plugged into all the new media that are out there because just things like this, this podcast, you know, 10 or 15 years ago, this didn't exist. So this is a new type of thing that if people are not plugged into things like this, they're not going to be in tune with what's going on in their industry and in the marketplace as a whole. Uh, so there's a lot of different cat behaviors that really translate well when you think about it. And so who would really benefit from reading this book? I would think if you're, um, if you're a CEO who feels stagnant or you're stuck on a, a problem that you can't get past or something, it would be a, a nice, fresh perspective for you. Or if, uh, if, for example, you want to be a CEO, you're still climbing that corporate ladder, it might give you some good ideas on, on behaviors that would help you to get there. So you're in the home stretch as far as writing, but you're going to wrap up the manuscript in October. Uh, may I ask uh, how you're publishing it? Yeah. I am. Uh, I have a publisher already, and it's a self-publishing house. But it's um, the one that I went with is Black Card Books, and they do a lot of marketing material for you. They're not cheap, but I have been working with my author marketing long enough to know that none of that stuff is cheap. So what they no, provided no. for the money seemed like a good deal to me, and so that's who I went with. They're a Canadian publisher, actually. And, and your uh, your website that does the cat stuff, is that the one that I think you sent me this, uh, is it oldmadecatlady.com? Is that still uh, this one? This one? Okay. That's it. I and, have and over 2,700 products on there for cats and cat lovers. Wow. I bet that's kind of fun to run that business, too. Sure. Business, too, you know? Yeah, it's, Without, um, it, you know, it was a shop need that I saw in the marketplace that nobody seemed to be providing. And so I, I decided to fill that need. And I thought, surely there are other people like me that have the same frustration over not being able to find the things they want for their cats because everything in the pet stores is all dog, dog, dog. Well, and of course, I want to mention this full disclosure. We're both members of uh, Peter Shankman's Shank Minds group I've been in since. Uh, gosh, it's been all, it's coming up on a year, like October. Well, October is still, still a few months away. So, but yeah, and you've, uh, how long have you been? I'm just curious how you um, ran across I joined Peter. last August, so I've been in about a year. I think he only okay, started about good, a year and a half ago. So it's, we're both pretty, you know, pretty much in the beginning kind of people. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes. um, so let me um, ask you, when the book comes out, how is a good way to find it or can they get in touch with you or latch on to something you do at this point and they find you online other than the oldmadecatlady.com? Yes, I, I'll be having uh, the, the feline CEO will be on Facebook and Twitter and I will have a, a website for it that's being developed now. The marketing team's already working on my marketing pieces and it's kind of exciting to see those as they come out. You know, I have business cards now that have the branding on there. I don't have the website up yet, but it's coming. So um, it'll okay. all be done okay. by the time the book is out in January. 
Well, very good, Lynn. Again, great to have you on the show. I, I do have a trade show tip of the week. This is, after all, the trade show guy, Monday morning copy. And uh, the tip comes from Inc.com. Uh, from an article published several years ago, I'm just going to give you one tip. It's uh, still a relevant advice. I really like this, uh, and so I'll, I'll make sure the link gets in the uh, show notes. Be on the offense and not on the defense at a trade show. Some companies who think of trade shows as an expense attend to defend their turf from new competition. Others see trade shows as investments. Those are the companies that end up building real relationships on the floor. Uh, trade show coach Susan Friedman is quoted as saying, don't just buy space and expect miracles because that's like Russian roulette. Uh, maybe you win, maybe you won't. It's an expensive exercise. Just to find out if it doesn't work. In order to make your trade show experience an investment, set measurable objectives and figure out how to reach those and then stick to them. So that is my trade show tip of the week. I know when we talked last week, Lynn, that I, they offered to give you a chance to share one good thing. I'm just curious if you have one. I, I do. This is a, a book that I was reading. Um, just I, I found it about a year ago, and I, I was reading it, and it's kind of it has a fun little title. It's called "How Big Is Your Butt?" <laughs> a lot of people have <laughs> dreams and they have things they want to pursue, but they always have somebody. Well, you know, I can't do that right now because of this or that or the other. And this book has um, exercises in it, just like the feline CEO will have a workbook that goes with it with exercises that you do to try and move yourself forward. This book does the same kind of thing. It, it makes you do exercises in each chapter to actually put the principles in the book into action. So I kind of like this. So how big is your butt? We'll make sure we put a uh, link on the show notes as well. And finally, I, I, uh, I have to share one good thing. I went to see the movie Atomic Blonde over the weekend with Charlize Theron. It, and frankly, it turned out to be much better than I thought it was going to be. Um, it's, it was more, it's, it's, it's based on a graphic novel, uh, but more than just, you know, a cookie cutter comic book characters. Uh, it takes place in Berlin in November 1989, just as the Berlin Wall is coming down, spy versus spy, west versus east, all this stuff. Uh, England's involved, America, the, the East Germans, uh, John, uh, James McAvoy and John Goodman also star. Uh, and if you love great 80s music, you'll love the soundtrack. Oh my gosh, I was really, really impressed all the way through. So I, 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 it was a fun movie. Uh, there was a couple of really terrific fight scenes, choreographed fight scenes, and Charlize Theron is a badass, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. very admirable uh, for a lot of reasons. Uh, anyway, so um, I, I give it two thumbs up and five stars. Really enjoyed the movie. I will be on the road next week, uh, so I already have next week's podcast in the can, as it were. It's a fun interview with public relations expert Diane Weiss Jones. I'm sure you get a lot out of it. So uh, just log on to the blog next Monday or subscribe to my newsletter at tradeshowguyblog.com and you'll find it. And again, uh, Lynn, thank you for your time this morning and this I morning and I appreciate it. Thank you, Tim. Have a great week. All right. Bye. <laughs>